0: Welcome in to Paydirt Sports. This is Will done in here with Nick Trucial and Seth Coggin, brought to you by Six Pack Coverage. Boys, I am giddy, to say the least. I think that's the only way to describe it. We have, we've had real football on, but we have real football that means something coming up this Saturday. We'll, we'll get into all of that. I mean, it, it truly is football time in America Football's back, but guys, we'll we'll kick it around first. I think we're gonna get into Week Zero for sure. But let's talk just kind of whatever we want. Open it up. Any storylines? Anything you all are excited about before we get into the big college football Week Zero matchups?
1: I mean, I'm just I'm excited. Football is here, man. Uh, we've obviously got some stuff to talk about uh, in the Titans' sphere of things. Uh, a couple of preseason inklings coming up uh but I, I do want to go ahead and give a shout out here before we get started reese bennett getting done with ranger training if i'm uh, not mistaken that is insane and an incredible achievement definitely uh proud of the boy reese to get that done um and getting done just in time for football season it almost seems like it's a uh, a sign there i think uh Big man upstairs. Wanted to uh, give Reese some time to uh, in, enjoy some football this fall.
2: Shout out, Reese. You know, I, I've been a big hater on the Aggies and their dress-up uh, uniforms, but Reese has taken it to the next level, and he has legitimized himself. So, shout out, Aggie Reese. You have my full respect, and I'm honored for you to serve us.
0: Yeah, no, shout out, Reese. I mean, awesome achievement. I – Ranger school I mean anytime you're in the military that's an amazing achievement obviously uh, we all appreciate it obviously if you serve our country but also you do have kind of the the guys who go another extra mile uh, that's what kind of beyond. Ranger school is not only is he in the yep. army but he is truly in he's special forces correct oh if I'm not if I'm not mistaken so yeah respect correct. to Reese uh excited to I mean hopefully we get him back on the pod at some point maybe Maybe get a little bit of his experiences. If yeah, we that'd be to fun to hear about bear that. with us. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, uh, but, yeah, lots to talk about preseason-wise. I will say real quick, we're a couple weeks in. I don't know if we really got to talk about it a whole lot. We talked about the first episode, maybe. Hard Knocks has been pretty good, I think. Dan Campbell, still awesome. And this Lions squad, it is Hungry. a little more like you can tell. They've just been beaten down for so yeah. many years. And they've got some players – and they've got – they're tough. like that, they're I, I don't not, know if Dan Campbell is the team, guy to think. get the Lions to be a great football team, but I can totally see Dan Campbell being that stepping stone coach. I think he's good enough, and he has enough just kind of football guy in him, players coach enough in him to get to get these guys to at least want to win for him. I could see a 500 around there. I guess you can't do 500 because of the 17-game season,
2: but I could see eight, him getting the Lions back close to 500. Yeah, there's uh, there's kind of – two types of tough there's kind of fake tough out there and then there's you know that that's like an act you know some guys will put a tough guy act on and be like oh i'm a tough football guy but in reality like there are guys who live the toughness who live out that grit and that is dan campbell that's what's fun to watch like he's he is very authentically like tough (laughs) like he is just a just monster of a dude um so i i really want him to succeed so I'm, i'm cheering for detroit i think uh, I think, you know, this is a nice hard knocks to make them America's team. You know, the Detroit's just been down on their luck, man. They just have not really had anything good. Their uh, their two best players of all time have just kind of retired early even. Um, you know, you think back to Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders, just two elite, like, tr- tr- you know, two of the greatest at their positions and to just kind of hang it up early, um, you know, for different reasons, I'm sure. But um, just kind of bad luck franchise who's just been known for being terrible, um, and that's a hard position to come in as a coach. I mean, to come into that situation um, and just try to revive a pro, revive a franchise um, that's just tip that's just had such bad uh, bad you know bad mojo surrounding them forever, and they're just kind of been the joke of um, the NFL for a while. Um, it's uh, I just want them to succeed. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of the underdog. Dan, Dan Campbell's getting the team, getting the team to believe. Any NFL team's gonna have some talent. Like you can't be a, an NFL roster and have nobody good on it. Um, and so if you get that talent to believe in themselves, and that's a hard team, it's a hard thing to do when you keep losing season after season. It's like almost associated with the uniform it's like oh when i put on a lion's helmet like we're losers <laughs> and so to try and change that um, change that momentum change that trajectory is really hard so yeah i think i think that's an interesting point you bring up will like i don't know if dan campbell's ever going to be like a true super bowl winning coach like really like established you know playoffs every year that kind of thing but i think he might be a great coach to get detroit off the mat you know, make Set them the solid. foundation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so kind of hope that, uh, I hope, hope that is the case, but I was kind of thinking too, this weekend, it was Sunday afternoon and I was just kind of middling around. I was actually feeling a little under the weather. I was a little congested and had a little sinus pressure and was just kind of sitting on the couch, just thinking like, how am I going to fill my day? And I'm just really excited. I won't have to have that kind of issue. Like I know how, what my schedule looks like for the next four months. You know, if it's Saturday or Sunday and yeah, I might have some other stuff to do, but if it's Saturday or Sunday, it's football time and, yeah, and I got it wall to wall and I'm watching everything. Um, so that that's really what's exciting for me about football season is like a lot less free time. Uh, I want to be watching football. I want to be ingesting it as much as I can. Other sports are great. I love I love other sports, mostly playoffs of other sports is what I really follow. That's kind of my I follow all football and then the playoffs for other sports is kind of what I just kind of tend to because you know we only have so much time. I can't watch 162 baseball games. I can't. I can't. Too many teams, too many games. Um even 82 basketball games. I can follow along, you know, like I follow the Grizzlies and I'll I'll watch them. Um, as much as I can, but it's just really hard for me to follow the totality of the NBA. But as I watch, you know, I, I, I think that's probably goes the same for most of us, but most football games, you know, whether it's our teams or anybody we're going to watch. Um, And so that fills, you know, look, it's fall, clear the schedule. The weekends are for football or we're, we're throwing down. We're trying to get together with as many people we can or we're going to a game. You know, I'll be I'll be fortunate to go to quite a few games this year for the Razorbacks. But if I'm not there, I'll be posted on the couch watching as much as possible. So uh, just excited to not even have to think about how to fill my Sunday afternoons. It's just ball, man. It's just ball. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I think what
0: separates football, too, from all the other major sports in college and NFL, you can make the argument a little bit in the NFL, but really in in both leagues, every game matters. Mm-hmm. Like, you lose two games in college football, consider yourself out of the hunt for the championship. You lose one game, you're even teetering on, who like, depending on what conference you're in, who you lost to, all this. Like, that could have ended your season if you had championship hopes. Same with the NFL. I mean, you only get so many games. I mean, every game, I'd say in the NFL, it's like every, you want to get, every game matters for that win. You're not as much, like, in college, it's like if you lose, you're done. But if it's like in the NFL, if you win, that's just huge. You know what I mean?
1: Because it's so hard to like, you know, win in the NFL. I yeah. Mean, every team is so good. Like we were talking about, it's hard to have an NFL roster that's not good. So you got to scrawl or ugh, crawl and scratch your way to the playoffs. Um, and then you got to rip off, depending on whether you have the bye or not, a, a few wins there. And obviously, those teams are the elite of the elite. So yeah, it ain't it ain't easy winning the NFL. It's a week to week league, as we know.
0: Yeah, it's almost like football. The whole season is the playoffs in a way. You know, you hear you hear people talk about doing like this massive college football tournament or something, and then someone comes people back. People as and in like,
2: us. People as in like our our. Uh... Our imagination well, sometimes. for a 64-team playoff.
0: Yeah. But then you also have people come back who are saying,
2: well, that's basically the regular season. You just break it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. College football is, I mean, a playoff of sorts. It's kind of like a double elimination playoff. Like you said, like if you lose twice, yeah. you're pretty much out. Well, um, and even <coughs> if you're talking,
0: I mean, it's not quite double elimination if you're trying to go to a conference championship, but pretty close, you know? And it's like if you're not in that, you're not really playing for anything afterwards, probably. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I mean, there's there's levels, obviously, but you get what I'm saying. If your goal is a championship, you know.
1: Um, talking talking a little preseason here. Uh, I, I want to give a quick shout out to Mariota throwing a uh, touchdown pass today. Redemption from the Titans. A laser beam. Nice little laser beam. You know, um, he
2: did that every now and then. He would just absolutely put one in on the money like you could not believe. Remember that pass to Delaney Walker that he had with three guys on him? It was against the Colts. And Delaney Walker had three three defenders on him. And Mariota put the ball in the most perfect location, like the best pass I might have ever seen in my life. Are you talking about the game winner? I don't know if it was uh no, this is a different um.
1: His game winner to Andre Johnson against the uh, Lions. Yeah, maybe that's. Yeah, well, but, I, you know, that I think was, it was also the same, same
0: game, but Andre was. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, though. Yes.
1: Or what about the the game winner to Corey Davis against the Eagles?
2: Legendary. That that game was epic. That, that, that was, was huge too. Because Rabel yeah, said, "Screw the, it, we're going for it
0: or going yeah, for two or whatever." They were the uh,
1: defending champs at that point too, weren't they?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
1: God, that see Mariota had some amazing a, flashes. Oh no,
0: that's no! I mean, Mariota did some
2: awesome things.
0: Yeah, I mean, his second year, Mariota was very good. We thought we had the next. I mean, him and Derek Carr were the the next two big eyes up in the league. Yeah. Um, then, let's let's go ahead and just transition into a little Titans talk if we want.
1: Yeah, I, I want. to Mariota won
0: Titans. a road playoff
2: game, like Mariota, and he throwing was a, a huge pass to part. himself. Yeah, he was a huge part of why we came back and won. So, like, I have to give him credit, which I probably gave him too much credit at the time for it, you know? Like, I kind of held on to that win. He also for a put little us too in long. that like
1: position where we had to come back. Like, yeah, I'm okay. Well, <laughs> I mean,
2: he had Mike Malarkey as his head coach, too. Like, there, he did there. He
1: did have some terrible coaching.
2: Yeah, he, Gosh, he did get yeah. screwed by the Titans' just lack of institutional control over the franchise. That was before J Rob was there, there, there. his first year. Yeah, he had Munchak and and uh, Wizenhunt. Yeah. Oh no, he had Wizenhunt then.
1: Then Malar- was just it just Wizenhunt? I think it Wisenhunt. might have just been was- Wizenhunt. Then Malarkey. Yeah. yeah. God, I, I forgot Malarkey. about Ken Wizenhunt. He was in. Was he- Munchak
2: before Wizenhunt?
1: I think so. Uh, yes. Yeah.
2: Oh my yeah. gosh, dude, we went through so much futility. Was, was Munchak Mar- right after Fisher? Yeah. Yeah. So it went Munchak, then Wizenhut. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Definitely. See, I had it backwards. I thought it was Wizenhut, Munchak, Malarkey, but that makes yeah. sense. Oh man, we were so we were so bad there for a minute. It was. I blocked so pathetic. much of that out of my memory. Well, it's like just. I it's, re- yeah, it's worth blocking. Like it was just
0: pathetic, week after week. I remember the Kerry Collins like thirteen and three season so
2: well. Thinking and then getting then after that Ravens. everything's a total blur. It's like yeah, we got beat by the Ravens and then we just blurred forward till Mike Vrabel was the head coach. Seriously, like
1: Yeah, was that 2008?
2: I think it was 08, yeah. You know what's crazy is that oh, we went through man. all that just p- like the pit of despair where we went like 2 and 14, 3 and 13, 2 and 14 and then we won a playoff game and then fired our coach after winning a playoff game, which I think is crazy. Yeah, Which but was, obviously it paid.
1: It paid off. Obviously, no, it paid
2: off. Yeah, but it's just funny to think that we. No, it is very that. funny. That, that was a baller move. That actually was a sick move because we were at the peak of what Malarkey was going to do. Like Malarkey wasn't. We weren't getting better than barely making the wild. Like card. nine and seven. Yeah, yeah, we were not. We we weren't getting better than that. Um, I mean, that was. I kind
1: of I kind of remember hearing that they wanted to keep Malarkey, but wanted to clean house underneath him, kind of his coordinators and stuff. Um, and he wouldn't do it, so we, it just kind of ended up being a mutual mutual agreement because he wouldn't uh, kind of ditch his coordinators like that and his staff. Uh, I remember reading something about that, but I think you guys are right either way. Nine and seven uh, w- was his ceiling; we weren't going to get any yeah. better. And well, I mean, does he, he have,
0: have a, does he have a job now? Like, what's he doing now? I don't ever since so. then. I haven't heard no, anything about him
1: because yeah. he was just I mean, an, he didn't
0: do he a, a bad, bad job. Hating.
2: No, That's I know I'm crazy just, just wondering, like, like he did kind of right the ship. Like, he did get us exotic smash mouth was awesome. That was a great name. That was the coolest, uh, coolest branded boring offense of all time. It was it was really brutal to watch, but you know, Vrabels won two straight AFC South champion, like you know, you definitely you could have questioned the move if Rabel came in here and was terrible, but he he really has kind of elevated the Titans. Coach um, of the year. As the coach, yeah. he have so, the best
1: coach in the league. That's true. I don't – you know what?
2: Sure, sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I, really,
0: I remember he was coaching the Pro Bowl and they had a Pat Mahomes mic'd up and he was talking to some other – I don't even know. I was talking to some other baller and they were like, Man, you know who
2: I'd love to play for is Vrabel. That'd be sick. <laughs> I was like, yeah, bring him on over. Guys love him. I think that is true. I think that's a big testament, and you need that as a, to be a truly successful coach. Now, I, I say that, but you know, some successful coaches don't like. I wouldn't say Bill Belichick is like. Yeah, yeah I don't but mean, you Mike want to play for Belichick he because, because Belichick. he does win. So, like, winning does kind of
1: winning uh, fixes Trump everything. All.
2: But yeah. I think they do. I think Vrabel is because Vrabel has the side where he's like it's awesome because he's trained by belichick essentially like he grew you know he grew as a player under that system but he also understands like the personable side of like just a human being so he kind of has the best of both worlds where he gets to be a player's coach who like understands obviously guy played in the league for a long time like that's a testament to uh, to something like he, he understands what it takes to play and win in the nfl and he also like has the true cyborg background of like an elite coach like Bill Belichick, um, so it's pretty it's pretty good. I mean, we're very fortunate to to have the stability that we've had with J. Rob and, and Vrabel, and they haven't everything hasn't been perfect, and obviously they haven't won a Super Bowl or anything. But man, have we come a long way as a Titans franchise, and and we probably still don't have the true respect around the league. And we're just not a big big market team yet, but Nashville's growing, and and you know the media loves Nashville. Um, so I think that will just, as long as that stability, like if you think about the true, true, like elite teams in the NFL, you think of guys that hold their coaches for a long time, like have really big, good stability in the front office, um, just continuity year after year, you know, you have the same faces, um, and they're, they're, they're there because they're having success. Um, so it's really awesome to have, you know, guys that we want to be around for a long time. Um, and we like, I want Vrabel to be our coach forever, uh, yeah. For I mean, because that means he will, because eventually, to stay around for a long, long time, he will have to win a Super Bowl. Um, and so you know, at least you know, constantly be in the AFC championship, like, because even think about like a guy like Andy Reid, he went to what like four NFC championships or something, and he even went to a Super Bowl with, yeah, Philly, with Philly, but he never won. Uh, and finally got run off and, you know, finally won won, one in KC. But um, so I think for him to be there for like a long, long time, uh, he would have to win a Super Bowl. So yeah, I hope he's there, Uh, but it's nice to have a guy that you can legitimately say, look, he's already had success when, and I don't see, I don't foresee, I don't foresee any reason why he would like leave Tennessee. Like Ohio
1: state is the only thing I've heard. I don't think he he goes. uh, He's a pro guy. He's
2: He's guy He's He's a head coach in the NFL. Like, be hard pressed for me to think. I mean, that would be a slap in the face to the Titans if he went to Ohio State for real. That would be that would be I tough. I don't think it'd be a well. Okay, yeah, it'd be tough. I don't think it no, would be it'd be like, a slap in the face, dude. We're an NFL franchise, and he just went. I don't care. Ohio State's awesome, and I know it's like connected to him. It's alma mater. I know, there. I know, but he he would have been a coach. I mean, unless he was, it was like fifteen years, and he's like, look, I've already kind of done everything I want to do in the NFL. I'm just saying to take a step back in like no one really goes from a successful NFL head coach to college. Like I can't think of anyone that's a true successful Harbaugh. sustained. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. But he was getting fired. He was getting ran out. of. Yeah. Town. He
1: was getting ran out. Cause they, they, were,
2: yeah.
1: they were trending downwards for sure.
2: Anyway, I mean, I I see what you're saying. Like it, it is. But he was in college
1: before too, Harbaugh. Yeah. So it was kind of like he was just going back. No,
2: like, and
0: I don't I don't think Vrabel going to do that. I'm just saying, if that were to happen, I wouldn't. It wouldn't. I wouldn't be flabbergasted. I would feel but disrespected. I, Personally, I, it would be a personal slap in my face. It would suck though. I don't think it's going to happen though. He's not going to Ohio State. No.
1: But uh, what do we think about the QB battle? Right now for the second string quarterback in Tennessee, I think it's pretty much cemented. Malik Willis is the guy at number two. Woodside has looked terrible in every preseason game.
2: He continuously throwing
1: bad. picks. He like, he's gone.
2: Malik Willis hasn't even
1: Malik Willis say. has
2: shown that he might still could be, and he has already shown some progress, which I think that's really the most significant thing. Um, because he needed a lot of you know he needed to be polished like he needed a lot of um he just needed the finer details and he still is working on all that kind of stuff um but i think well obviously his upside is just tremendously higher than woodside's and their current production is fairly similar because woodside's been terrible
0: yeah i i'm i'm kind of with you seth like malik hasn't done a ton for me to be like, oh, this guy, I even trust this guy to, like, go in and win a game, you know? I mean, yeah, he's making strides, and you knew that when you were getting him. Like, he's raw. He has all the – what you're looking for at, like, the base level.
1: Yeah, huge arm and – Yeah, but, like, what what can he do
0: moving forward? And he's in a situation where, yeah, we don't need him to play right away, so –
2: It's very fortunate. I was talking about that today. I was like, man, I'm really – like, I'm not – I'm not saying he's going to be great, and I'm certainly not giving up on him, but I'm really glad he does not have to play this year. Because yeah. if he did, we'd be we'd probably be in trouble.
0: But that's why – and I know Woodside's played really crappy, but I still wouldn't be surprised if he's the number two guy,
2: honestly.
1: I think they'll I don't keep know, three. Dude. I
2: mean, do the teams normally keep three quarterbacks? I, I don't really not know. Not usually. The,
1: the Steelers did for a little while. Mm. Uh, I feel like
0: you
2: usually have three.
1: Well, you have one Some guy on the practice squad usually-, usually, I feel like, don't you? I feel I like you probably
2: normally just have two on the fifty-three man. Yeah, I don't know, dude. You used to have was Rust like Rusty Smith was always on the
0: sidelines, and he yeah, was his backup. When was he? Wasn't QB three? I'm pretty what, sure it I,
1: was. I thought Metten was it. Metin, no, what about Whitehurst too? Charlie Whitehurst. Charlie Whitehurst Jesus? was
0: QB three, but he was always on there. He Used clipboard Jesus.
2: So
1: 2010 to 2013, Rusty Smith was playing. For the Titans, um,
2: they were all QB two in their time. Y'all are just getting a lot of our back. No, no, White,
0: Whitehurst was definitely QB three for a good. Like he may have been QB two at some points, but he was QB three.
2: Yeah, but he when he was QB, I'm saying, well, it probably does depend. Some teams do keep three. I'm just saying, yeah, they I may think, not. I
1: think it ranges.
2: Okay, I think yeah, Titans make keep it three is. this season because of just the situation that they're in currently in
1: 2014 charlie whitehurst had 1300 yards seven touchdowns to two interceptions for tennessee
0: dude i see i don't remember that yeah
2: that was part of the blur (laughs) that was the black that is that that is crazy to
1: me he had a seven touchdowns to two interceptions and 1300 yards through five games started seven played in 2014 i just do not remember that at all
2: i was watching some charlie whitehurst the favorite account highlights? on Twitter is like the No Context Titans yeah. account. Oh, yeah, that's just so awesome, man! You just get bursts from random stuff. I watched some Charlie Whitehurst highlights, and yeah, it was it was like highlights from all of our backup quarterbacks. Man, we've gone through some terrible quarterbacks in Tennessee. Can, heck, how many how many quarterbacks do you think? You, okay, after Kerry Collins, because pretty much it was Steve McNair. Yeah, you want me to name t- him? Yeah, like and what? Kerry let's Collins. go. Let's go through. What was it Jake we had, Locker? After we have BY.
0: No, we had. Vince oh Joe.
1: yeah, duh. BY yeah.
0: Matt Hasselbeck. Oh Hasselbeck, yeah. Jake Locker Mettenberger.
2: Yeah, he played then, ten games. Oh, ten.
1: It went to Mariota after Mettenberger, right?
2: Yeah, but how many? I'm you, not talking. about we, we need got to a do backups. That's what me. I'm saying. We need to almost do like everyone that even started a game for the Titans. Well,
1: oh, we skipped over Ryan Fitzpatrick.
2: I know. Yeah. See, that's part of, like you said, well, that there is kind of an era of Titans football that just molds together for me, just unfair, like just very forgettable moments and very, very bad quarterback play and just terrible teams in general. Yeah, no one, not even we did, I can't even remember any good players. Like, like, I remember we had Javon bad.
0: Ringer at one point, who I thought was going to be a stud for Michigan State. We had Bishop Sankey.
2: I thought Bishop Sankey uh, was, he was, I was so excited following. when we picked Bishop Sankey, dude. The and Sankey legs. Oh, he was so bad. <laughs> Pretty much any, any, we just drafted, we were terrible. Our front office was terrible.
1: So I've got the list here of starting quarterbacks. Oh, this only goes until 2012. Damn. I'm sorry, that's all right. That's pretty good but yeah from so we went Probably from McNair and Billy Volick started yeah. a decent amount of games Neil yeah, O'Donnell um yeah and then 2008 was Kerry Collins and it, it's weird that 2008 season Kerry Collins just kind of came in and started because VY was the starter two years previous to that with Kerry Collins starting a couple of games then we go 13 and 3 with Kerry Collins Vince Young only really starts one game and then the next two years, Vince Young is our starter again. In 2010, kind of splitting with Kerry Collins. But I forgot 2011. That was a weird. Hasselbeck well. started all 16 games.
2: Yeah, Hasselback came in and played very mediocre as well. Yeah, he sucked. I didn't like him.
1: He had uh, he had some pretty good years with the Seahawks, though.
0: Yeah, the Seahawks. Oh yeah, no, point. I know. Yeah, I'm it, just it, mean. Like he was <laughs> decent <laughs> when yeah, he was with was us. Good. I was nice. like, why are we even doing this? Like, let's okay. just okay, a young guy. So here, I like,
1: got the years. I got the full list now. So, can you guys name all the starters, two thousand twelve and on? No,
2: that's what we're that's what we saying. Well, okay, you know, mean, Charlie like White, first. like like Charlie Whitehurst, like started a game. I don't know. Yeah, he started right
1: five in twenty fourteen, along with five. Jake was there Locker anyone we haven't named
2: already? Like Rusty um, Smith? Is he in there somewhere? Yeah, two
1: thousand ten. Blaine
2: Gabbert started. Yeah, some. Blaine Gabbert in twenty eighteen. Matt Castle started a few. Matt Castle.
1: Yep. Matt Castle in twenty sixteen. Bro, I remember watching.
2: I remember going to that Indianapolis. uh Winner, winner, well, we could have go gotten home. into the playoffs. Yeah, win, win, and you're into the playoffs. Riding with Matt Castle, that was.
1: I mean, that was one no of the most blind. Like
2: that was when I truly knew I was so in. It. Like that was one of the most when you're just a fan. Like you got to block out the fact that you have Matt. Like you got to almost forget who Matt Castle is. You're just a fan and you believe in your team, and whoever's quarterback, we're going to win that day. And I thought we were, and we had we had him on the ropes a little bit, but Matt Castle proved to be Matt Castle, and it was bad.
1: Yeah, Matt I watched Castle, Blaine
2: Gabbert beat uh, the Redskins one time. Uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Actually, that might have been. I think that was Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, that was a Blaine Train game. I also watched Matt Castle beat the Texans in like week 17 when it did not, nothing mattered. Did not matter. Like we were, yeah, we were, it, I think that actually hurt us almost in draft position because we were like, we were like three and 12 or I don't know. We, it was really, oh, it was I thought we were, I thought we were just out of the playoffs. I think you might be right. Yeah, we were like eight. And, I think. No, like, we hey, yeah, it was one 7. of Malarkey's years. It was one of Malarkey's years. We were, yeah, you're right. You you are right. But we couldn't make the playoffs. Yeah, we but couldn't we still, make uh, it. But <laughs> Matt still won the game against the Texans. <laughs> I was there, and it was fun. I celebrated. But uh, it was kind of one of the most, like, subdued celebrations ever. Because, like, woo, this is awesome. Beat the Texans. It does not matter at all. Um, it was kind of a tough pill to swallow. That's why Malarkey just – had to get out because that was we were going to go nine and seven for eternity like jeff fisher they make fun of him for being eight and eight well malarkey was the nine and seven guy which is almost like worse it's like you're above 500 but you're still bad
1: (laughs) yeah you got no shot to win anything meaningful yeah matt meganberger definitely started
2: he started 10 games i know because he went zero and 10 and he's, like, on, one of the only people to ever start 10 games in the NFL and lose them all.
1: Who are you talking I was about? A, Met dude, I was a
2: big believer in Mettenberger. You
0: were, Will. I remember you loved the Met, Met show. I was like, this guy's going to be awesome. Like, he's just going to get out there and sling it. Yeah. His long hair, mustache, and his skull can in his sock. Like, this is going to be it.
1: He started six in 2014 and four in 2015. Oh for 10. God, oh, okay. that is, <laughs> that is so miserable. Bad.
2: Oh, just run him out there to just keep losing. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick started a few. He was probably one of the better ones, honestly.
1: Yeah, Ryan's, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a gamer when he played for us. Yeah. He was not a gamer to make anywhere
2: like a was, little, pretty much.
0: They need to make some kind of aside side in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, he's obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick is not a Hall of Famer, but they should give him something. Just be like, man, this guy really –
2: he's Journey the man. Hall of Fame journeyman. Yeah, he he, he yeah. is a Hall of Famer for what he did. Like no one's done what he's done to start with. That, that he's won games for so many NFL teams. Like, there's no one, no one's done that. That's crazy. Wait, well, yeah, that's a good stat. He's had, yeah.
0: yeah, he has to have the most wins for the most teams for sure.
1: But do you no guys got it?
0: Yeah, there's uh, no way anyone's come close.
1: Do you know who has been a member of the most different teams? But it it is a quarterback. Thirteen years, fifteen different teams.
2: Um, you know, I know, I know who this is. I was, um, it,
1: I it came to my head. I was thinking, like, all right, this guy's got to be up there. And he I played,
2: was, uh, you know, that game against the Washington.
1: He, yeah, was, he almost. It was beat him. Those.
2: He was the quarterback, uh, yep. Josh James, or uh, like Josh Johnson. J- J- Josh Johnson. There you go. I remember he. he played, yeah, he was there. It was him versus Blake Capbert. He's <laughs> he's I didn't even realize yeah.
1: he
0: was that old. Honestly.
1: Yeah, he's he's thirty six, and he is. Okay, yeah. um, wait, is he?
0: Is he an Aggie?
1: He is now nah, played at San Diego. Oh. And he is. Um, on an NFL roster right now, actually. Wow. Still,
2: Of course. That's crazy. Some guys can just get it. Like some guys just nail the backup quarterback role. Like they never even come into some guys. It's like guys who start somehow will find their way out of the league, but then some guys can just stick around as like, they never really start forever. Yeah. Josh Johnson
1: is just forever good enough to make a roster in the NFL.
2: Someone wants him. It's crazy. Like, I mean, that's a te- that's a crazy good testament to him. Like, he's been good enough this whole time. Like, people would have forgotten about him. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's I mean, he almost beat the Titans that one time.
1: Yeah. So he's been in he's only played 37 game or he started nine games out of playing for 15 different teams. That's that's crazy. That's awesome.
0: Well, it's like you get to a certain point in your career, too, and you kind of get to the okay, we can take this guy who's been in the league for eight or ten years as our third stringer, or we can sign this, like, rookie who's not that good or whatever. And it's like, well, we might as well have a veteran presence, you know? Yeah, just a guy who knows knows the
1: deal, yeah. Yeah. You fellas ready to get get into uh, week zero here?
2: Yeah, did we get all the quarterbacks, though? Oh, but yeah, any? I
1: can. Uh, I can.
2: Yeah, who are we missing? I feel like we're definitely missing a few, just because. So
1: I believe. In, well, we didn't really even say starters, uh,
2: Jake Locker, but.
1: He so was what? What year are we going from? Because there, w- there were a couple of guys even in that '99 season.
2: Well, uh, we don't. We're not going. Back uh no, no, well. no. We're thinking like after, like after Carey like Collins. Yeah, we're thinking after Carrie after
1: you know. Collins. We named everybody. Okay, oh,
2: nice. Good job, guys. For us. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good testament. You know, we got combined we knowledge. We're, we're trying to draw ourselves out of the, like, we got to respect our history, you know, respect the Titans history, even when we're terrible.
1: We could go back to the Dan Pastorini, Warren Moon, Ken Stabler era. Ken that was, Stabler uh,
2: was, a, was an Euler?
1: Yeah, yes, sir. In 1980 and 81,
2: he was our starter. Oh, nice. I only really could name Warren Moon. would be the only Oilers quarterback I could really name.
1: I remember Pastorini for some reason. I, I just remember that name and oh Billy Joe Tolliver. Feel like that name sounds familiar.
2: Oh Billy Joe, yeah, I know him a lot. Of course, he was awesome.
1: But uh, yeah, good good work, guys. Pretty much post post <laughs> Kerry Collins, we got it.
2: Now, could you name every single running back that's taken a snap?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, that's impossible. That would it's
0: be like impossible. the most random one, Sean Green. <laughs> I could name some random preseason guys. I thought David Cobb was going to be really good from Minnesota. Yeah, I could do this all day. We should probably move on to the next topic, actually.
1: Or how about – do you think you can name the, the top ten running backs for the Titans on Bleacher Report's list? This includes Oilers as well, so it's going to be uh, tough.
0: I mean, Earl Campbell and Derrick Henry – Oh, Chris George. Johnson and Eddie George. That's pretty four. We got a good a good solid top four. That's top yeah. four, correct.
1: So uh this list I think was before Derek Henry was mm. very so they get
0: top three then anyway. Yes. No.
1: And okay.
0: then honestly,
2: honestly, throw Lindell in there. Top ten. He was,
1: he was number 10, yeah.
2: Yeah um do they have chris brown
0: um, on there
1: they did why at number was five good?
2: i never thought he was even good would you count like demarco murray because dude he didn't do that I much with the titans but he was like oh, no 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 he was top five one year for the titans yeah no i'm saying but i'm saying that was only he only had a couple like oh one yeah or two correct, years yeah. um but he was one of the best running backs that played for the titans probably um, is is Demarco in there, Truchel?
1: Uh So he wasn't on that Bleacher Report list, but that makes sense. Looking at, um,
2: I don't know. It's probably a few more Oilers we don't know. Um, I don't know, a, like who was after Eddie? Who's between Eddie George and like Chris Johnson? I don't really know anyone.
0: Like Chris Brown is who I was thinking. Well, yeah, of. That's, I guess that's who
2: Travis Henry. Is Travis Henry on there?
1: Yeah, he was up there. Um, so I'm looking He's... at the all-time rushing leaders. Pretty interesting here. Um. So Eddie George is at number one with ten thousand. Earl Campbell eighty five hundred. Chris Johnson seventy nine sixty five. Derrick Henry already at sixty eight hundred. Then we have Derrick Henry White. Could,
2: what Derrick Henry could could get up there.
1: Yeah, because he's still got. I feel like Henry still has like three or four more years. I think.
2: I was gonna say. I think he's got three top tier years left. But he's a freak, you know. He might have 4 or 5.
1: He could be an Emmett Smith type of guy that just somehow plays until he's like or is at least effective until he's 34, 35. That would be amazing. If
2: he plays till he's 34, he's going to have a lot of rushing yards.
1: Yeah, he's going to be he up there. Especially the, now with 17
2: the, games a season. What's the NFL record?
1: I know career. Emmett Smith
2: total like career. Emmett
1: Smith has it, but yeah, 18,335 from Emmett Smith.
2: He's not hitting that. That's no, going to be tough. So.
1: A- a- you a- know, P- Derrick Henry is, uh... started a little
2: later, too. Like, he didn't, like, his first two years, I wouldn't say he mm-hmm. really Golly. wasn't super effective. You know, he didn't have a ton of rushing yards, uh, well, it wasn't which was spurred, also kind of good. Though. Yeah, he wasn't, which, I mean, kind of is probably going to prolong his career. Like, you think, of okay, think of a guy like him versus Zeke, like Ezekiel Elliott year one is the feature back in Dallas and is taking all those hits. You know, Derek Henry really didn't take a ton of, you know, a ton of, he's ton of beating, reps. Yeah. And ton of beating until really year three and year four. Now, nowadays he's just getting, I mean, we throw him out there for 40 carries a game, which is awesome. I mean, I love it. I love when he, when he stacks it with 30, something carries a game. It's like my dream, but you know, at least extended his legs a little bit as a running back. So, and I mean, he's, he's so strong and so like the way the way they can train nowadays. Like, I have no doubt they. That that's can the thing, right? Yeah. For a while. Take
0: care of your body. Like, who knows in twenty twenty two what you're capable of? Or running how back he... is
2: tough, just because you are truly all it's dictated on is your leg. You know <laughs> how well you can run and take uh, hits. And, yeah. yeah, and take hits. So. We'll see. I mean, I hope he's – I love Derrick Henry, man. I hope he hope he stays around for a while. But yeah. running back is a tough one to take that kind of uh, – there's a reason some of those backs don't make it much past, like, that 7,000. Like, even Chris Johnson was just electric, and he didn't have more than – he had, what, 6,800. Now, is that just Titans yards or was that true career yards? That was career he, yards. Because he did have a few because – yeah.
0: Did he have a – I think – didn't he have, like, a 1,000-yard season with the Cardinals?
1: I don't yeah, I think if, he
2: had a. He had a. He, had he never
1: had less than a thousand yards with the Titans. I know that.
2: That's nuts. Actually, j Two K that it. season was amazing.
1: So he had uh, eight hundred yards one season with Arizona. So close.
0: He was older though too. Like that was impressive. He was. Yeah, then he, he go to 30. the Jets. Then he go Yeah, to the- he
1: was. He was at the Jets. Had six hundred sixty yards with them. The next year with Arizona, eight hundred fourteen, and then twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, he barely even played. He, was, just
2: right around like, pink he was so dictated on speed, so if he loses a step at all, like his kind of game really drops off. And I mean, that's how you see it. You know, yeah, then you're just a little guy. Yeah,
1: looking at just... that Arizona season, he only started nine games and had eight hundred and fourteen yards. So he actually was well on pace to have over a thousand if he started all sixteen games. He would have had like twelve hundred yards.
0: Yeah, dang, eight hundred fourteen yards in nine games. Solid, so well, I guess we can move on. Actually, just this will take like a minute, but before we move on to week zero, did y'all watch any of the fights this weekend in the UFC?
1: Yeah, how Usman got absolutely rocked in the face and got knocked out that was insane.
0: Watching that's what makes UFC awesome. Watching that entire fight, like Leon was like fighting well, like it was a good fight, but then you knew as long as kind of Usman took care of business in the last round, he wasn't going to lose. And then, just out of nowhere, man, kick to the face, knock him out cold. That was awesome, especially watching it live. Ooh.
1: That was insane. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. Uh, week zero. Let's save. Uh, let's save the uh, big red and big purple in Ireland for last. But let's go through some of the games real quick maybe any storylines we got. I will say I'm really excited. We said this before the pod. I'm really excited for the Austin P. Western Kentucky game at 11 to give me a little 30-minute appetizer before the Huskers and Northwestern come on. So I'm I'm really sick of all these sports personalities that complain about week zero college football games.
2: Yeah. Why would you complain about football?
0: Yeah, why are you complaining about football? We haven't had any at all, and they're going to give us some – Okay games. Some, you know, depending on no, they're gonna give us some okay games. There's some big name programs playing. Yeah. And you're telling me after six or eight months of no football, you're just gonna be like, oh, I'm not watching that. Nothing angers me more. Yeah, I'm sports personalities like not liking sports.
2: I mean, people do hate on more sports, like people hate on a bigger playoff. People hate on other stuff like that. It's like, dude, that's more games for us to watch and enjoy. Well, and even like, like, yeah, I don't care about the preseason.
0: But like, when I flip it on, and someone's like, "Oh, you watched the preseason game last night?" Like, yeah, why not?
1: <laughs> like, I'm not gonna intently watch every play, but
0: like, I enjoy gonna, football. yeah,
1: certainly just gonna watch some dudes hit hit the hell out of each other. I I, mean, that's I'm fun. gonna,
0: I'd rather flip this on than flip on the office for like
2: the ten thousandth time, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's this, at least something live.
2: There are refs on the field. They're keeping score. Their teams are on the helmets. Like, they're playing football out there. And the guys, guys are you got guys fighting for, for the roster spots. Spots. In the preseason. No, yeah, That's trying. what you do have to, like, respect that about the preseason. is like, these old guys are fighting for their football life. It's awesome to watch. You know, you got to go a little deeper. It's not, yeah, they're not going for the playoffs. But, man, they're going just to make the 53 man. So, I got to give these boys my respect. Ball is ball, man. Ball is ball. Let's watch it. Week zero, week 17, week 18. Super Bowl. I don't care. Ball is ball.
1: <laughs> I love that. Ball is ball. I'm, I'm going to have to start saying that a little bit more.
0: Ball on Greenfield.
1: Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about the uh, late night, 9.30 p.m. Vanderbilt-Hawaii game in Honolulu. Oh, yeah.
2: From Dublin to Honolulu, baby. We are global. College football is back. Ball is ball, no matter if you're in Ireland, no matter if you're in Hawaii. Let's go. Who you got? You think You think the Commodores, you think Clark Lee is going to take him from West End to Honolulu and get the win? I mean,
1: he's convinced they're winning a natty this year, so oh. <laughs> I, I'm riding with Clark Lee. Dude,
0: like, no, he's not. <laughs> What's it's the spread on? It's going to be two the, the undefeated Tennessee I think it's six and, a half and Vanderbilt
2: Vandy. teams. Vandy's a six and a half point favorite. Yeah, that's a big. i some action no on I'm the, betting on I'm laying, right now. I'm laying some action on the Rainbow Warriors. I'll tell you that. Pay Collective, we're going in on the Warriors. No, Vandy's- that's the thing. Like
0: I would, I I'm kind of cheering for Clark Lee. I know, like people like Tennessee are supposed to hate Vandy. Vandy, whatever, man. I'm from Nashville. I'd like, and I like Clark Lee. I think he's a good guy, and I'd like to see him do all right. I don't need yeah, him to be winning natties, but you know,
2: I'd like to see him be I would like to Warriors. see Vandy be respectable. Like, I, yeah. they are from Nashville, they are Nashville's team. My grandparents like Vanderbilt. Like, I would like Vandy to be, I don't even – yeah, I don't, I don't care if they compete for the SEC East. I, I don't care let if they go make to a bowl, bowl game, every though. year, but yeah, every other, you know, yeah, let them be pretty decent. And, like, if you're pretty decent at Vandy, especially now, you could stick around for a long time. You've seen
0: that before. Especially when, like, he played there.
2: If he gets to a bowl game a couple times, he's there forever. Yeah. They held on – well, Derek Mason got to, what, one bowl game, and they held on to him for a long time.
0: He beat, like, a losing record. No, he did beat – he did beat the Butch Jones team that was very talented. So I'll give him that.
2: Yeah, he that is crazy that he – oh, my gosh, Butch Jones was terrible. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, has um, anyone had more, like, off-field six – like, Butch Jones did just just dominate recruiting there for a second. And then – Yeah, he did. Like, the year when y'all beat Florida and Georgia back-to-back and didn't win the East with that team –
1: yeah, with loaded with NFL talent
0: because you because they lost to South Carolina and Vandy. Like people thought they were out of it, and then it turns out, oh hey, if we would have just beat South Carolina and Vandy at the end of the year, we would have gone to the SEC championship. Yeah,
1: God, that season that season broke me. You
2: had
1: three it NFL
0: was players so, at like, running back. It was like, like, so
2: elite. At one point, like no one, beating Georgia and Florida back to back like that was so unreal, and then to just. trash it trash
1: it uh, and the way the way we won those two games too it just seemed like okay this is Tennessee's year like the ball is bouncing our way everything's going right the A&M game where we're about to lose and then all of a sudden that uh because they busted a huge run to basically end the game I believe in overtime or right before overtime yeah was the first play of overtime and then I can't remember who it was. It was some DB comes in and punches Malik the ball. Out. It was Malik Foreman. Yeah. yeah. So he punches the ball out last second. Ball flies into the end zone. Touchback. I mean, it's like, all right, our story is written. Natty is, Natty is coming this year. Like, everything is going our way. And then – Yeah, but then Tampa.
0: Josh Dobbs threw a terrible pick.
1: Yeah. God, he was he was really good, but Josh Dobbs did make some uh, some really big, dumb plays.
0: Every now and then he just like miss a five yard out like, but don't get me wrong, Josh Dobbs great football player. But yeah, every he, now and then
2: you're like, dude, what? Remember that game like, where he led the team in rushing, passing, and receiving? At that Florida. was insane. And you, yeah, because he caught a up. bomb from juan Oh yeah, that was a brutal loss too. Hail Mary. That was the ne- that was a year after. Oof.
1: Oh yeah, when uh, we lost to Florida. Yeah.
2: Well, the one on the the one Dobbs
0: lost at Florida was the one where Aaron Medley missed the kick at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Will Greer they hit they got the fourth and seventeen or whatever. Yeah. There's been some
2: brutal losses to Florida, dude.
1: Yeah, there has. Been. Gators
2: Gators at home this year. Yeah, that's a win. It better be. Yeah,
1: Tennessee's like a four and a half point favorite or something like that. Yeah,
2: I'm really I actually am surprised Vanderbilt's a six and a half point favorite. Just oh, because yeah. I'm surprised they're six and a half point favorite over anybody. Anymore. Yeah, and I mean much less on the road at Hawaii. Like, what's so? What do they say? A normal like home field advantage about three points. Yeah, right. Give or take. You know. Yeah. About... So you're telling me Vandy's
0: close to a double digit favorite at home against a dude legitimate team. It's
1: moved to minus seven
0: against a state school. Like <laughs> I was hey, about to say power five, but they're not power I five. Think it's the seven like a and real a half. School. <laughs> I was gonna say if it gets seven and a half, hammer it. I might hammer it anyway. You could have put Vandy at minus two and a half, and I and I'd probably still, maybe like I'd still be thinking about Hawaii. I think two and a half would have been the number. Well, yeah, what's our asking. money line?
2: What's our? <laughs> let's just take the rank. Why Hawaii
1: money line at plus two hundred? Double that money, baby. I might, God.
2: We need to have a pay dirt parlay and put one, put that in there. I'm down. What if we do like a we could do a five dollar parlay? Yeah, every week fun. or something. Yeah. Worst case like-
0: scenario, we're out sixty bucks. You know. Yeah, but why not be legends? I like that. Plus, that'd be hilarious. Like we hit a ten team parlay one week.
1: <laughs> I say we do it every week.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You put five bucks down each week. Worst yeah, we case to... scenario, you lose sixty bucks. If you win one time, you win like a thousand. So, yeah,
2: I like that. Don't hate that,
0: Trisha. What other? Uh, maybe not what other games, but at least maybe some other big name or Power Five programs that are playing this weekend. I mean,
1: I'm I'm excited also about the Illinois Wyoming game, um, and then New Mexico State and Nevada. So Love it.
2: No, uh, so you said Illinois right and Wyoming? Is that? At Illinois, is that in Champaign?
1: It is in Champaign, Illinois.
2: Nice. Brett Bielema. You know, I have mixed feelings about Bielema uh, being a former Razorback. He, He left kind of unceremoniously, and there's some not so great rumors about just his tenure there on the Hill. Um, was but it, I all, heard he
1: was an alcoholic there.
2: Yeah, that's kind of, he was kind hammered of at like
1: a recruiting dinner. I was actually talking to a, a, like an Arkansas fan randomly. And he was saying like, yeah, these big time recruits showed up. It was a guy who was either going to Stanford or Arkansas. Can't remember who it was. And mm-hmm. his parents saw Belama just sloppy hammered at, uh, some recruiting dinner. And they're like, yeah, you're not going here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, that was kind of the rumor is that he had some issues there. Um, and that affected some other parts of, uh, <laughs> the, it affected our performance. Um, <laughs> but o- overall, like it was a decent tenure, you know, it was, it was better than the years that would follow, but maybe that was also his fault for kind of setting us up for failure. Um, so maybe you can kind of put a little of the blame on him, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's back in the big 10 where he belongs. Um, so maybe Illinois will have some decent success. I kind of doubt it. I don't think Illinois is going to be very good. I'm I was going to say – I'll pick the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, Illinois-Wyoming screams to me Screams Wyoming, Wyoming wins. Win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it was at Wyoming, like give me Wyoming money line all day. Um, and it's not like Illinois has that great of a home field advantage, but when you're playing at Wyoming, they do have – I think there's an elevation change there that's pretty drastic because I think the air is pretty thin up in Wyoming, so – Honestly, though, I still think Wyoming. I mean, this reminds me of last year Illinois losing Ooh. to UTSA the week after they beat Nebraska. So
1: you can get Wyoming at plus three fifty.
0: Add it to the parlay. We're gonna have yeah, a massive. That's good. That's no, we don't even need a value. massive.
2: We just need like three teams. Like if three we big got hogs, ha- if we got Hawaii, Wyoming, and maybe a- another team or two, and throwing the Huskers on there money line easy and spread. Actually, both. Yeah, We'd yeah, we're we'll win that game by a lot. What's the what's the line right now looking like on Nebraska week zero? It,
0: I got it at a twelve. Actually, I think I may have gotten it at eleven and a half a while ago. But See, I think the, it's up to that's a, a dangerous
2: spot to be because, man, that you cannot lose that game. Oh favorite, yeah, no. I think it's up to thirteen or thirteen and a half. That's now. a crazy. I've never seen a game one of a season that's like this much of a can't lose for a coach <laughs> because it's like. Yeah, you're it's, right. It's a respectable opponent, but you should definitely win. But it's also in Ireland.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of factors and, go in, in this game, and you're okay. already
2: like already on. I don't even know what what like temperature frost seat is because it's like it's not hot. Almost you got because gotta win. he knows. Like it's like it's so known that he's on the hot seat that it's like not hot.
0: It's like the ma- the magic number from all of, pretty eight. much the consensus around
2: house Nation is seven, 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 five. I think yeah. you got to see, but I think, yeah, I think if you look back, like I'm saying eight right now, but I think, yeah, if he did win seven, you're probably like, well, that's a big jump up. Well, and you probably, if you win seven, that
0: means you beat someone in there. You either, either you upset Oklahoma or you beat like Wisconsin or Iowa or Minnesota, who you haven't beaten in a while. Like, 7 yeah. and 5 would do it and then if you win the bowl game and go 8 and 5 everyone's like, "Oh, like that looks yeah.
2: 8 and 5 looks good, you know. 8 and 5 does feel pretty good after 3. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know I I uh Yeah, I'm I'm thinking, I mean, obviously, I, I put my fair objective opinions out, out there in the for the for for those who haven't read, which you definitely should go check it out and hopefully I'll have the Arkansas and Tennessee uh season previews up. Um, I kind of did it a week out, so you get a little bit of time to digest your full season uh, ahead of you. But, but I do have the Huskers going ten and two. Um, I do have them winning the Big Ten West, as we've discussed a few times on the pod here. Um, so obviously, I have them. And and like I said in the article, I, I it really comes down to do you no for for there hasn't been much to really you know, instill this belief, but do you believe in Scott Frost? Like, do you still think he has it in him? And I think, yes, I think enough people want him to succeed. I think, I think a new quarterback is going to change the perspective on the whole program. I think NIL's helping Nebraska. I think they're going to be rooted. They're right there. They're right there. Um, They weren't far off last year. I mean, the record doesn't really display it, but they weren't really far off. You just make pretty minor improvements. The schedule is very favorable. If you win that Oklahoma game, you're legitimately looking at a pretty easy six and zero. Like it's not really far off to say six and O is right in your hands. Um, and even if you lose Oklahoma, I mean, so what if you're five and one or six and one? And I, I mean, I, I, I said 10 and 2, and I even predicted a loss to Purdue. So, like, you might, you know, which I lost like them. that.
0: And that's a real possibility. That's what was, that's why I loved your article. I was like, what's funny about this is this is a, like, this could legitimately happen. <laughs> like, there's as much of a chance of this happening as anything else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I just think the, you know, the schedule plays pretty favorable. I actually have it up right here. Hold up. Well, we're on Nebraska. So we got Northwestern and Dublin. And then you got four straight home games. So you got North Dakota and Georgia Southern. So you win the Northwestern game, then you're probably three and oh, you know, barring disaster. Yeah. And you're three and oh going into a game versus Oklahoma at home. And now this is your fourth game of the season. This is Oklahoma's third. And it's probably their first road game. Brent Venables, year one. I think it sets up really well for Nebraska to win that one.
0: Well, like really the thing do. is, too, is I mean, not that I mean, Nebraska probably has a little more than Oklahoma because they played a conference opponent. But it's like if you're that Oklahoma team, you haven't really run anything you want to yet. You know what I mean? Like you've probably played pretty vanilla up to this point, And you've got to go into Lincoln to a sold out 90,000 stadium who is like if they're three for a big turd. win.
2: Yeah, if it's 3 and 0 and Oklahoma's coming to town, that's why it, that's why I think it's funny the ebb and flow of a college football season because you can get a team that you know believes in themselves at 3 and 0 or 4 and 0 early in the season and they're a lot more dangerous than later in the season when they've lost 4 or 5 games. Yeah. And you know, they're like 7 and 4 and they're, you know, pretty decent but you know but at the time when they have all the confidence and the belief, they're a lot more dangerous. And if that keeps building for the teams that are good, that, that keep winning, that keeps building. That's what makes them better over time. Um, so, yeah, I think a 3-0 Nebraska team with, like you said, I mean, the, the fans are starving for a big game. Like in Lincoln, huge game. Nebraska's 3-0, and probably ranked, you know, may yeah, probably ranked. Um Maybe, yeah. And I just, mean, Oklahoma
0: will be top ten for sure. Then Oklahoma right coming to town.
2: Um, it's big noon. It's eleven a.m. I'll big, be there. Big. Oh, you'll be there for that one. That'll be yeah. Sick. The, the Dundon boys and JD oh, will be in there. Town. Oh man, lucky nice. JD. Anyway, so you win that one, um, and you go four and zero, and you are just in a good spot. Then you get a bye week. Uh, which that's the lucky part about playing week zero, you get two bye weeks during the season, mm-hmm. even another favorable part for their schedule. dude.
0: Yeah, so you, it, it sets up great. Question If, if the Huskers three and oh, number say eight, Oklahoma comes into town, you beat them, you're four and oh, what are the Huskers ranked? Do you just 16th. put them right?
2: Sixteen. I'm thinking close to the top 10. Up?
1: I'm
2: thinking 16th because I'm thinking. You're probably going to jump up from either you. I'm thinking they're going to be three and zero at like number 24. And then you okay, so you think a, they'll be ranked if they're three and zero, which is possible. I think they'll be right around it. Either they'll be ranked or just off the cusp. Yeah, like, but it won't be like they won't be highly, you know, it'll just they'll, they'll make a considerable jump. I think that's pretty fair, but then like 16 and you know, they're a solid 16 and then they keep can kind of go up from that because then you got Indiana at home. After a bye at night. So, I mean, that's probably, hope you know, another good chance for a win. Um, then I like Rutgers. the Huskers
0: at home at night against just about anyone except yeah. for, like, really, like, except yeah. against a Michigan or an Ohio State or someone. Yep. Like, I like the Huskers at home at night.
2: Yeah. Then Rutgers on the road and Purdue on the road. Um, I know I predicted them to lose to Purdue, but, I mean, that's a winnable game for sure. Yeah. And so is Rutgers. Like, even if you drop the Oklahoma game, but you beat, you know, Rutgers and Purdue, then you're still looking at seven and one. Illinois and Minnesota are your next two games. Like, neither of those teams really scare me. Those are both at home. You win those two and you're looking. Now, the end of the season is your toughest. The toughest three games are probably the end of the season there yeah. Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Um, so you want to be in there. I was thinking like you want to be going into those three games, knowing you can lose one of those three, uh, and still probably have a chance for the title, right? Um, because Michigan on the road is tough, Wisconsin's always tough, and that one's at home, and then Iowa's on the road. Um, so that's you know, obviously pretty tough too, but I don't know much about the Iowa team this year. They might not be, you know, they weren't, they're gonna be the same. Year. They don't, yeah. they don't have a quarterback,
0: they're gonna play good defense. Uh, and if you let them score twenty, it's going
2: to be hard to win. That's how it is. But a very winnable game, and if if Nebraska's playing like they, I mean they they can certainly win those kind of games. So, anyway, yeah. hey, it's this is a great part of where we are in the season because the outlook is all sunshine for all the teams. Nebraska's got a a winnable schedule, and I think they we're rooting for them. I'm going to go
0: ahead. Week zero tells a lot. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and give my quick Nebraska spiel and then we can either keep talking or go on to maybe some other games. But so here's the deal. I said this last year about the Illinois game and I was right. And I'm sure a lot of other Husker fans were right. This first game means everything. Seth, you just talked about it. Like, I don't know if a first game has ever meant more uh, for a program, especially for a coach who's, yeah, basically on the hot seat. I won't even go as far to say though, like if if Nebraska loses to Northwestern, they could still I could still see them going six and six, but if they lose to Northwestern, six and six is best case scenario in my opinion. Yeah. Um, if they win, like we said, that opens up all kinds of possibilities. My pessimistic opinion before I started drinking the offseason Kool-Aid was seven and five. I was like, seven and five, I'll be satisfied. I think that's a realistic expectation. But it is like you have – you gained a lot of talent, and it seems like you got the right pieces around you from the transfer portal, from new coach hires. I'm very interested to see what Mark Whipple's offense looks like this first game because – you're going to have to see – you're going to get to see it. There's not going to be any just vanilla play calling because you're playing a conference opponent, a game that you have to win and have to take control of early. So I'm excited to see Casey Thompson. My thought process is Whipple likes to throw it around. I think we've got a lot of – a good stable of running backs, so I'd like to see him run it a little bit. But, hey, if we're going to throw it around, let's, let's sling it. Like, let Casey Thompson let it rip. Let's try to score 40 as fast as we can because Northwestern ain't scoring 40. Like Mm -mm. they're in, in their history. It's like, if they get to 21st, they usually win. That's their kind of ball
2: game. How often has Northwestern scored 40 in their history of their program? Dude,
0: no clue. Yeah. Like it doesn't happen. (laughs) Like Like they, They run the ball and play defense and try to just run the clock out the entire game. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, this game means everything. I think if we win by double digits, I'll be satisfied. But man, this is a team the Huskers beat last year, fifty-six to seven. And I know Northwestern's kind of famous. I forgot for... that they won
2: fifty-six to seven.
1: That was uh, a
0: beatdown. They yeah. beat
1: the crap out of
0: them. Yeah, no, I know. But it's like, and, and Northwestern's famous for sucking one year, going to a Big Ten championship, or winning eight or nine games the next year. I just don't see that happening um, because all they did was lose talent. Uh, they didn't. They they gained a couple portal additions, but they weren't anyone special. It was just guys who weren't playing a lot at their other schools coming over. So if it, honestly, if the Huskers don't win by a couple touchdowns, I'm not going to feel super optimistic about the rest of the season. I will say, if they win by one, that's all I care about. I just we just got to be one and zero. But if they win by 17 20 I'm like all right, let's do this. Let's Big 10 West might be on the table. We'll see. Um originally, I'll just go ahead and get into my pick. Originally, my pick was probably going to be something like, you know, uh 31 24 or something, 31 20 something like that, but screw that, guys. We're going We're going Huskers 41 Northwestern seven team we're we're opening up the season big time I want to see dude I want to see Casey Thompson sling it around so bad the difference between him and Adrian Adrian Martinez great football player Casey Thompson the potential to be a great quarterback and he's got a chip on his shoulder his goal is to be at Nebraska for this year and then to be gone and gone to the NFL and if that's the case so be it because that means he balled out this year so I'm all for it Let's sling it around. I want to see him throw for 350-plus this first game. Like, make a statement this first game. Get the Huskers ready and rolling. Yeah, this is it. I'm ready for it.
1: I mean, I think Casey Thompson, like you said, Will, I'm, I'm looking through his stats here real quick. 24 touchdowns to nine interceptions. Was able to add some uh, some rushing touchdowns as well, four on the season
0: led the big 12 in passing touchdowns last year and didn't get to play the whole year. He got a thumb injury.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if he gets hot and I mean, Whipple was the guy who got Pickett slinging it around as a QB whisperer. Right. So those two could mesh really well together. And then uh, uh, off to the races from there.
0: I know I'm excited. I mean, I'm just so happy it's here. I'm I've, I've loved Obviously, I didn't love last year when Nebraska lost to Illinois, but I loved that this week zero has been kind of highlighted with Nebraska. Like I get, I I'm the Nebraska fan base has gotten blessed to wait one less week than everyone else. Basically, yeah, no,
2: I'm I'm so jealous we're not playing in week zero. I it's see, awesome.
0: I, I love see the it.
1: Razorback so bad.
0: I wish I could go, but I guess I could have. But it would have been.
1: You still can.
0: I know. Well, I, I a flights it's to not game day
1: yet.
2: Like how much like you think we could go fund me a quick round trip ticket to Ireland for you, Will?
0: Do you think, like, do you think if we actually would have tried to set that up, like send <laughs> like send Will and West Dundon to Ireland? Like, do you think we could send big
1: red it? boss cog to Ireland? Round trip, it's a thousand bucks. I mean
0: that's really not that bad. A thousand bucks round trip. Yeah, I'm sure tickets are cheap. Dude, I should have done it. Honestly, yeah. Well, they're not even selling it out. Sadly, I think it's fifty thousand around there, and they're expecting like thirty-five or forty yeah. or something.
2: I mean, yeah, it's in Ireland, dude. No, I know. I'm just I saying. Think they care? Like, or anyone is anyone in Ireland? Like, oh man, this is awesome, Nebraska.
0: Well, there's so supposedly there's ten thousand Nebraska fans, which I assume is people from Nebraska going. That's northwestern cool. i'm sure there's like five um and then so probably there's less than that yeah there's there's thirty thousand people from ireland probably going
2: nice that's
0: cool i
1: mean, I mean that's is, something you don't
0: get to see every day over yeah, there no, you know that's that's true it's big noon do they not understand that big noon kickoff <laughs> i do wish dude i do kind of hate the oklahoma games big noon kickoff because i want to tailgate all day i guess i'll just start early
2: Got to start early. See, that's what I like about it. It's when you really have a big game to tailgate for eleven. You just, start I mean, seven, I'm going to be nine up nine and excited something. early anyway. Might as well go go early. Yeah, and then if we win, just all day. <laughs> well, that's what I remember. The Nebraska game I was at was an eleven a.m. game, and I saw that picture. I saw that picture the other day of just like eating chili at like seven thirty in the morning.
1: That's awesome.
2: Probably, it was not quite. I it was probably like 8 30 but I, was I did have like four bowls of chili before 9 a.m i know that maybe even more than four i had like eight bowls of chili oh man that was heaven that's why well, was didn't you
1: say up. there was some kind of weird food or weird drink that they do at nebraska at those was it games the
0: runs the runza what is Runzas that These are good did you have a runza seth they have pink hot dogs yeah, but there's there's a Runzo, which is basically uh Yeah, wait, well, I had a
2: runzo. It's like a it's like a mesh of a sub and a calzone. Yeah. Um it's like a meat, it's like a real hot pocket. I was gonna say almost
0: like a euro in a way, but yeah. more more like hamburger. Or Midwestern.
2: It's like a Midwestern euro.
0: Yeah. It's basically like cabbage and hamburger meat. Uh, but you can get like barbecue ones or they'll do whatever basically. Good. I enjoyed mine. Yeah, no, they're good. Uh, but Trisha, you might be thinking of the red beer.
1: Maybe that's what it is—the red beer. What is that?
0: All it is is you just put tomato juice, in, tomato oh, juice. Oh, that's beer. exactly what it is, and it's it's good. Like it's good. I it guess it
1: will, tomato juice kind of goes well with alcohol.
0: Yeah, but I mean. it just like a like tomato juice and beer. You're like, oh, it's kind of weird because obviously usually you don't mix stuff with beer, but it works and it's good. You know, early in the morning you don't want you don't quite want a screwdriver yet or a or a bloody mary but you're like hey i'll get a red beer
1: i like that i might have to try one out for a tennessee game
0: that yeah. seems like something that would go over well in ireland you can do orange beers too what are they th- th- there's a name for those orange juice and beer
1: hmm let me look this up
2: it's just a different mimosa oh it's a ma- oh, it's a mimosa
1: yeah, a beer mosa or a man mosa. Yeah, I like that. But uh,
0: I know there's a couple other real quick. I mean, we've been on here for a while, but there's a couple other big name programs I think playing week zero. Trushel, do you have the schedule up? That
1: yeah, I've got the schedule up. So we've got UConn, Utah State, Florida State, uh, Dequesney. We've DeCaine. got Florida, um, Florida Atlantic, Charlotte, North Carolina. Florida A&M, UTEP, North Texas, Um, and then we mentioned New Mexico State, Nevada, and Hawaii, Vanderbilt. So, yeah, I mean, Florida State, North Carolina, those are two big-name programs. They're not playing great teams, but.
0: What's the deal with Florida State? Who's like – are they expecting kind of a resurgence as well this year? I feel like people are taking them to win around like eight games or
2: something. I mean, they'll probably be better maybe, but Mike Norvell, I don't think he has it down there. I do not think he is the man. I agree. And it all comes, a, dude, it all comes down to your coach oh, at the end of the day. I think, I think he's ba- a mid-major coach. Yeah, bad coaches don't win a lot of games at high-level programs. Um, that's really – it's really it – I got nothing else to say on that. Like, if you just don't have it, you don't have it. It is kind of crazy to think
0: about because, I don't know, like – Seth, you've probably had some like great coaches, you know, uh in high school and middle school and stuff. But Coach Harrison. Yeah. Legend. I mean, cool you just legend. think like you you'd think like if you're successful at one level, you would be successful at another, but obviously yeah. that's not the case. Like it yeah, is I don't interesting.
2: Think it, it, I think there is an elevation. Um, I think there's a element to big, big programs like a Florida State or like you know, most SEC programs that you do not comprehend at a lower level where it probably is a little more just about football recruiting's a lot different all that kind of stuff but i think stuff like your bone your donors your boosters just the whole how big the level of it the scope of it is uh, you you just might not quite be prepared for um, the fact that like everyone rec- like you're like, I think that about Sam, like I think in terms of Arkansas, I saw a coach in Chad Morris who did not really understand the scope of what it meant to be the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Like that means you are, you are essentially the, the forefront leader of the state. Like more people know, you look to you than the governor legitimately. Um, and so you're just a huge figure and a huge presence and, you know, that that's, that goes so much beyond coaching football. Um, so like, you you know, at, at lower levels, it, it, it's a lot more elemental, like, it's a lot more just about X's and O's. Um, if you're if you're really good, kind of with that kind of stuff. But but I think to elevate and to really run a successful program on those high, high levels, um, you just have to be way more all encompassing on kind of how you coach. And, and you have to, you have to treat it more of, I mean, you're like a CEO rather than a true coach. You're just dealing with so many different factors um, and your recruiting is so vital. I think that too, because I think, you know, you're, you're a place like Memphis. So just take Norvell, for example, your place like Memphis, first of all, you probably got some really good talent, you know, around the area. um, But I feel like your talent level is probably equal with a lot of your competitors. Uh, you know, you're all kind of getting a lot of the same kind of guys that are around the same talent level. And hopefully you bring in. But if you're a place like Florida State to really be successful, you got to go out and get guys that are better than your competition. Like you got to you got to really elevate your recruiting. Um, And so that's a huge factor. Uh, And and like I said, I just think there's just so much more to a successful program at the high, high levels um, than there is. I don't know. That's just my, that's just kind of my thought on it. Um, but the just lights are brighter. I mean, that's, that's yeah. really what it is. Like the lights are brighter on you at Florida as Florida state's head coach than they are at Memphis. Um, but- yeah. Well, and you mentioning even just the recruiting,
0: like your Memphis's head coach, you, you do have some good talent there in Memphis and you probably have a lot of three stars, you know, that don't have, maybe they have a, couple power five offers but they want to stay close to home or it's a lower power five and it's like okay i'll go ahead and go to memphis like you do have a lot there that it's like you're not really competing with ut or vandy necessarily like they probably didn't get those offers so yeah they're going to come to memphis florida man i mean you're competing with miami florida UCF in
2: some cases, you know, like Georgia's yeah, right there. Alabama wants all your players. Yeah, Auburn well, yeah. I mean, you talk
0: about Florida; it's everyone's wanting your yeah. players. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's yeah, a whole different ball game. Whole different ball game. So For sure. But I mean, yeah. It, to some extent, you would think it would translate. And I mean, I think I, I think maybe it translates down a little better. Maybe like if you're truly a, great at you know the highest levels of if you're truly great NFL and college could even be different just because of different factors but like if i don't know if you're truly great head coach at a power 5 like or a sec school you can probably find success like at a you know at a d2 school i don't know <laughs> i wonder if that success like if it trickles down the same way it trickles up. But you don't really see that because successful coaches don't tend to go down in level. Um, Honestly, the best example I can think
0: of is uh, Frank Solich, who was at Nebraska right after Tom Osborne and had a couple really good years essentially with Osborne's players and then was kind of honestly still above average. But Nebraska was at the point where they would fire a guy for that because they were used to natties. And he's been at Ohio University ever since. And has been is I think is going into their Hall of Fame and has won hundreds of games. You know at this point, so yeah. I mean, not quite a, the yeah, biggest, uh, it's pretty good. You know, going going from major like re- yeah, uh, top of Hugh the spectrum. Level. From I mean,
1: Ole Miss to Liberty, I mean, that was kind of like a, a an ugly yeah,
0: yeah. That's a good departure,
1: one. departure, but um, I mean, he's had success at both programs. So
0: yeah. Dang! All what I can say, boys, think? is I'm excited. Any, any final, any final thoughts before we? I mean, next time we come back,
2: we'll be done with a week of college football. We'll be one and know. Big Red revival is just right around the corner. I will say this: if I mean, if the Huskers lose,
0: I I don't know what's going to happen. The Huskers lose, the will you might not need to come on the pod next week. I honestly might not. I might not. I think last Actually, no, year I won't come on.
1: We might have to do an emergency pod right after the defeat, though, just to get all that anger out. Maybe. I think I think
0: last year after the Illinois game, like I I think I went on a rant for five or ten minutes. Like yeah. a good while. Like just I, I couldn't believe what had just happened. And it's what's scary is it's kind of the same thing. Like I thought Illinois sucked and they did. I think Northwestern's not any good this year. And I even if they beat Nebraska, I still won't think they are. So I'm gonna be really upset if, eh. if the if the Huskers don't. Huskers will take them, care of business. Hopefully it doesn't come work.
1: down to special teams because that that Tell killed me Nebraska it. last year.
0: But, hey, we got a we got a kicker and a punter from the transfer portal, so we'll see. That's we'll good. See. But, uh, yeah, guys, thanks again for listening. We're excited for football. Uh, please check us out uh, at paydirt underscore sports on Twitter, at paydirt sports on Instagram. Paydirt sports.blog is the website. Be sure to check out Six Pack Coverage as well. They're at six pack coverage on Instagram and Twitter and then sixpackcoverage.com for all your food, sports, entertainment needs. Guys, thanks again for listening. We will see you all next
1: week. Let's go, baby. Football's back. Pay dirt out.